Hi there, welcome back to another episode of the Rest-Based Weight Loss Podcast Series. In this episode, I am going to share three tips to manage stress and anxiety without medication. Three tips to manage stress and anxiety without medication. Um, Throwing out the caveat right at the beginning that I am not a doctor, I'm not a mental health therapist. Uh, So if you have stress and anxiety issues that uh, might warrant professional help and medication, then I am not in any ways telling you not to pursue, not to pursue that professional help. Um, This is for those of you that feel like you have stressful and and anxious filled moments frequently, but there is a way you feel that you're capable of managing them, but you're just not sure how, then I want to provide three tips for you in honor of Stress Awareness Month this month. Uh, Yesterday's episode we talked about three tips to overcome burnout or three tips to avoid burnout. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about three tips to manage stress and anxiety naturally without medication. Okay. Uh, So uh, if this is your first time listening, then welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the Rest-Based Weight Loss podcast series. Uh, I'm your host, Lene Urban. I'm a nutrition and lifestyle coach. And rest-based weight loss gives you the tools you need to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. What does stress have to do with weight gain? Well, actually, weight gain manifests from stress, from stress in many different areas of our lives. So stress drives behaviors, certain behaviors with food and exercise, so if you can tackle, for some of us, if we can tackle the, the location and the origin of the stress, then we can make different choices with our food and exercise. And then we can actually put together a strategy for our specific unique metabolism in order to lose weight and keep it off. So that's the connection between stress. And that's why I call this rest-based weight loss. Uh, Because it focuses on mitigating the stress that causes, that drives behavior with food and exercise, okay? So if this is your first time listening, definitely subscribe, definitely follow. I have a lot of good tips and nuggets that I want to share with you guys as we keep moving forward throughout this year, okay? Happy April, by the way. Very exciting. Can't believe that, uh, can't believe that we are two days into April already in 2019. All right. I, I, I came up with these tips a, a while ago and I was kind of reviewing them and I feel like I, sta- I still stand by them. I stand by them today. I stand by one of these tips definitely uh, more so than the other ones. Not more so, but one of these tips definitely resonates with me more than the other two. And I'm going to save that tip for last. But the first tip I have is to change your diet. Ta-da! pull the rabbit out of the hat. Did you like my trick? (laughs) I know that's like, yes, of course, change your diet. That's not anything like brand new and extraordinary. That's not, I know that that's, you know, you've, I'm sure that you've researched and you, and you read that all the time, but it's true. I don't think we realize the impact 
that uh, our behavior and our relationship with food has on our emotional state, the hormones that govern our our emotions. In the past several episodes or the past couple months, I've been bringing up the topic of our um, our mood hormones, dopamine and serotonin. Well, there are some other hormones and neurotransmitters that are indirectly related to food, but uh, you know some of these other hormones that some of these other hormones that can regulate or throw our mood out of balance and cause severe mood swings. Um, cause severe anxiety and cause panic attacks. The chemicals in our body that are related to these things uh, are indirectly impacted by our food choices. So frequently what I have seen uh, is that some people who struggle with anxiety, they, uh, I've seen a correlation between, and I'm not, not based on any like empirical research, but just, just based on my observation, people I, I know personally and people that I've read about or uh, have seen that struggle with anxiety, that struggle with stress management, that struggle with panic attacks, um, they overeat sugar and carbs. This is the correlation that I've seen. Am I saying that, there, that there's a direct causation between uh, overeating sugar and carbs? I'm sure there are studies out there somewhere. But not proving causation, but definitely showing the correlation. And like I said, in my own personal, in my own personal, every single person in my life that I've ever known that like struggles with anxiety or is like on some sort of anti-anxiety medication, they all have a carb problem. I'm talking about like simple carbs. They love their breads, their pastas, their chips. They love their cookies and cakes like they overdo it at least by a little bit. Um, I wish I had more science to give you like a little bit more about the correlation between these things, but I know for sure that on the flip side, I have seen some people who have just done a complete overhaul in their diet, just, just shifted completely and totally over to just a whole foods diet, nothing processed, just all whole foods. I, I have physically seen the shift in, uh, in their anxiety flare ups. I once had a client who struggled with like bipolar type mood swings where she would be completely up, you know, one day and completely really uh, thinking very self-destructive thoughts. And, uh, and apparently this was something that ran in her family with the women in her family. Well, just about a month after us working together and we overhauled, you know, her diet and we started taking a look uh, at what she was eating and, and changing her eating habits and those things. I remember interviewing her, sitting down, like doing a phone interview with her, just asking her questions about her journey and those things. And she was telling me about these, like these thoughts, you know, these, uh, these, these really just aggressive, uh, extreme thoughts that she would struggle with on a, on a regular basis. And she was saying, and she said to me, she's like, huh, you know what? Now that we're sitting here talking about it, 
I actually haven't had any of those thoughts since we started working together. And it's so funny because she didn't even recognize, she didn't even realize it, that those thoughts weren't coming. It, what, it, she didn't realize it until she stopped to think about it and say, oh my goodness, like ever since we started working together, I haven't actually been struggling with those thoughts at all. So there's definitely, there is 100% a correlation between your mental health and uh, your, and your diet. 100, there's definitely a correlation. So for stress and anxiety, if you want to, if you struggle with anxiety, then I want you to take a good, hard look at your diet. Take a good, hard look at the foods that you're eating on a daily basis. And I want you to point, I want you to just write down, draw a circle around all the foods that fall within the sugar and the simple carbohydrate categories. Sugar and simple carbs. And see what percentage of the foods that you eat on a daily basis fall within those categories. Okay? Uh, Tip number two is related. Tip number two for managing stress and anxiety without uh, without medication, exercise. Ta-da! Did you like the second rabbit that I pulled out of my hat just now? (laughs) Duh, Lene. Duh. Every article (laughs) that we've ever read in life about mental health says uh, diet and exercise (laughs) in order to manage. I know. But it's so true, guys, you know, because this is something that I stated before, but our bodies naturally produce chemicals and hormones that that can manage that can manage these things on on their own. And we usually get in the way of our bodies. Our bodies are self-healing organisms, and we usually get in the way of that by not treating our bodies in the way that they were created to be treated. So if we are completely sedentary, if we don't exercise, if we're not living physically active lifestyles, if we go from like sitting at a cubicle all day to sitting on a couch all day in front of the TV and then sitting at a restaurant for hours just eating a bunch of food, our bodies were not created to live like that. Our hunter-gatherer ancestors spent daylight hours on their feet, spent daylight hours being physically active uh, uh, hunting and gathering those, that, those are the bodies we were created those are the bodies that we were created to have our bodies were creative to constantly be on our feet and, and constantly be putting our hands to work to actually make and create sustenance for ourselves to make and create to, to make and create the food to gather the food to prepare the food now we, we get in our cars and we drive up to a Starbucks and we're handed a cup of coffee where someone else went and go picked the coffee beans and grinded up the beans and, and, and did the whole process for us. So we were created to do all those things ourselves and now we're living in this world of convenience where we don't have to move if we don't want to. We can go from uh, lying, sleeping in bed to sitting at a desk to sitting in a car, to sitting at the dining room table and then sitting on our couch from sunup till sundown. If we really wanted to, we could sit the whole entire day. And many of us live like that. And that's contributing to the stress and anxiety. Our bodies were created with these fight or flight systems, right? With these stress response systems that when we experience stress, 
we get a rush of different hormones like adrenaline and endorphins. Um, our heart rate speeds up. Our, um, our, our breath begins to quicken. Uh, our, our blood, the blood starts flowing quickly to our muscles in order to, to, in order to prepare us to either fight for our lives or to run for our lives. Now, we're not living in a society and a culture where, we, where we're in constant contact with physical stress in that regards that cause those reactions. But now we're living in this like culture of convenience, but we're still experiencing uh, stressors that still activate these responses. When I was describing those symptoms, d- that sounded a lot like anxiety to me, right? So we're sitting here, shallow breath, heart racing, uh, heart palpitations, the, the, the gut feeling in our stomach, uh, you, you know, muscles tense, like we're, like we're physically, we're preparing to either fight or to run for our lives, but there's no physical threat. And so all of that adrenaline just sits there running and pumping through our bodies with no fit and we don't have any physical response. So this is why I'm saying exercise, okay? Because if you're constantly under that, uh, if you're constantly under that type of stress or anxiety, you have to let that out. You have to utilize that and let that out of your system physically. Otherwise, it's going to sit there and it's going to continue uh, to build inside of you. And the more often that you experience these type of physical responses to stress and anxiety without trying to mitigate and manage and balance them, the shorter, the shorter your lifespan will be. Because the, these, these chemicals that are released in our body, it takes a lot out of us internally, uh, a lot out of our internal organs, a lot out of us physically, okay? Every time we get the, these kinds of responses, we're taking, we're like, there are more and more beats of our heart that are ticking by. So we have to utilize this. We have to get this junk out of our system, through exercise, through physical activity, through constant movement. Okay? So tip number one is to diet. Tip number two is to exercise. I know that's nothing brand new, but I hope that the way that I explained it today opens your eyes a little bit more to the importance and how it can actually have a significant impact on stress and anxiety. And then my final tip, which is my favorite tip, is the tip that... that uh, that resonates with me the most. My final tip is to step out of your comfort zone, not in like big ginormous ways. Like if you're afraid of heights, don't go skydiving. That's not what I'm saying, but step out of your comfort zone. I'm saying, look for little tiny ways for you to step outside of the boundaries that you have put around yourself just for the sake of, uh, comfort like little things, little things where you know, like, okay, this is not going to kill me. Like if you feel anxious about talking to new people or you feel anxious about talking in front of a crowd, you feel anxious about presenting, like that, that gives you severe anxiety, but that's something that you have to do on a regular basis. Then a, a practice stepping out of your comfort zone would be like the next time you go to a Starbucks or the next time you go to a grocery store or, you know, make extended small talk. 
with the barista or with the cashier. Like ask them about how their day is going. Ask them what time they get off their shift. You know, like extended small talk, not like, oh, the weather. Yeah, no, this is something that I like to do when I go to the grocery store. I like to ask the cashier. So when are you know, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Uh, Yeah. So how much longer do you have here? You know, what time do you get off? Oh, you know, I'm five o'clock. Oh, that's a couple more hours. You can do it. And, you know, just like little things like that. Stepping out of your comfort zone if you're an introvert. Um, Another example would be if you get anxious about... uh, If you get anxious about... Traveling, for another example. I know some people are anxious about flying or, you know, just leaving their their homes, like their comfort zone, their cities or their towns or, where, or wherever it is, uh, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone would be taking like on a weekend, taking a day trip to a town that you've never been before with someone that you, that you really trust. Why am I saying, why am I telling you to, to step out of your comfort zone as a tip to manage stress and anxiety naturally? Because the reason why you feel anxious and why you feel stressed, why you have that kind of physical response to the unknown, to something that you haven't even experienced yet, is because there are there's some sort of memory that's already implanted, some sort of thought pattern, belief or behavior that's already implanted into your into your your memories, into your brain that uh that causes that's making you believe that by doing this thing by participating in this activity that you're going to die so so you you feel stress you feel anxiety as a way that's your body's way of protecting you against making the decision to do that thing protecting you from death and so when you step out of your comfort zone and then you experience the fact that you're still alive like little by little, slowly by surely, with these little tiny acts of stepping out of your comfort zone, then you start building up almost like a, a, a bravery in order to start tackling bigger things, to start tackling bigger fears, bigger things that give you anxiety. What you're doing is you're building up your win count against things that like give you a little bit of anxiety, but you do it anyway, and you find that you didn't die. And then you do something else, something that, you know, allows you to step outside of your comfort zone. That's like maybe just a five or 10% more than the thing that you did last time. You didn't die. You're still alive. And little by little, you're proving to your brain, you're proving to your body, you know, that there's nothing to be scared of, that everything is going to turn out okay. It's like you build up that resistance to the fear and that resistance to the anxiety. This is something that I started doing, that I started doing uh, probably a while ago. And I'll tell you what, when I'm faced with really daunting tasks, when I'm faced with really extraordinary, extraordinarily daunting things where I, in previous years, I'd be like, there's no way I'm, there's no way I can do this. I feel a lot more confident in the fact that I can do some things that I was probably very nervous to do before. Why? Because every day or, you know, most days out of the week, I try to step out of my comfort zone just a little bit. 
it's really helped me. And I think that that's something that, uh, I think that's something that would help you too. All right. That's all I have. So this was another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss podcast series. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you.